Business leaders, listen up. It's time to eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on your business teams. It's time to change the culture of your team. That means you as the leader must change. It's time for you to have impact. Learn how from corporate consultant Dave Anderson on Impact Talk Radio. It's a learning hour of no fluff, straight talk with solutions designed to impact high-impact leaders who want to lead high-impact teams. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson with Impact Talk Radio. Training. I've done a lot of training and I've led a lot of training. And, you know, I've used the term sharpening the saw so many times. uh, Well, really, I know my people thought I was overusing it. I mean, they were sick of training. But sharpening the saw, you know, I agree a dull blade can be ineffective. But poor sharpening, bad sharpening will make a blade even duller. Plus, a blade can be ground down to nothing but too much sharpening. And in the case of my team, we'd reached a point of diminishing returns. The training had become an event that people just saw as a necessary evil as opposed to a vital part of their job. And that was my fault, and I needed to make some changes. I'm Dave Anderson, and you're listening to Impact Talk Radio. And this show and every show is dedicated to you, the leader. It's about leadership. It doesn't matter whether or not you're the CEO or you're a small business owner. It doesn't matter if you're a middle manager or an entrepreneur. Impact Talk Radio is for you. We bring on leadership gurus, the experts. And I'm talking about people who are authors, speakers, consultants. The guy we have on today, Gordy Curfee, he's been on in the past. He's all three of those things. He's led and been leading in a lot of organizations. He's been there and done that. You know what? We're not just going to talk about theory either. We're going to get down to brass tacks. How do you lead in the midst of the craziness? How do you stop reacting and start leading? And today we're going to talk about how do you develop leaders in your organization? See, leadership development transcends business. Too many companies train and retrain people on the same job capabilities over and over and over again, like I was talking about sharpening that, so, that saw. The training is important, but you know it becomes demotivating over time. If the people always feel like you're just trying to get, do a little bit more training and get a little bit more out of them, that's going to demotivate it. See, I'm no longer in the corporate world because I wanted to help people become better leaders. I love what I do because I know what I'm speaking about and training about, it transcends the workplace. See, if I help somebody become a better salesperson or a better engineer or a better accountant, those skills stay at work when somebody heads home at night. But if I help somebody become a better leader, if, because they spent time with me, they're a better leader at work, they're going to go home and they're going to become a better husband, a better wife, a better mom, a better dad, better at their children's schools, better in their churches, better in their communities. Leadership development at work transcends business. You know, if I found during my years in, in the corporate world, I found that the best employees wanted to work for individuals and organizations that help them become a better version of who they are not just a better salesperson. That's why I consistently focus on leadership development with everyone on my team. And when I look back through the years, the more time I spent on leadership, those years, my teams were more engaged and morale was higher. But when I got focused only on sales training, engagement suffered. See, no matter our role at work, we're we're all called to be leaders somewhere, whether it's at home, at church, in our community, communities. Becoming a better leader at work helps me be better leader in all those personal places as well. 
You know, Daniel Pink in his book Drive, which I love that book, points out that people are motivated by three things. They're motivated by autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Now, mastery means people want to grow. And I found that if you help people grow in an area that transcends the workplace, then motivation increases even more. And see, leadership development transcends the workplace. It's not the only development area that does this, but you know, you can do, you can do training and communication. That's going to help at home. Personality styles, that's going to help at home. Emotion, emotional intelligence, that's going to help. All those areas I personally witnessed can help somebody both inside and outside the workplace. But whether you lead salespeople, accountants, or engineers, you know, leadership development is essential for your team. A team with leaders at every level is always going to beat a team with leaders only at the top. That's what we're here to talk about today is leadership development and how do you do it. If you want to listen to more podcasts, if you want to go back and listen to the, the previous uh, show that Gordy was on, go to Impact Talk Radio and find it on iTunes. You can find Impact Talk Radio on iTunes or you can go to AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. I call that the mothership. You can find everything. You can find my blogs. You can find the Impact Talk Radio logo and click on it there and find it there. Look, you can also email me if you want to find out more about how I go about working with organizations. If you want me to speak or train or consult, email me, Dave at ALSLead.com. Dave at ALSLead.com. Gordy Curfee is going to be coming up here after this commercial, and we're going to talk about the challenge of leadership development in businesses today. And when we get back, we're going to figure out what leaders can do to grow uh, other leaders in their sphere of influence. I'm looking forward to talking with Gordy. We had a great conversation in our previous show. I think you're going to get a lot out of him joining us here today. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Gordy Curfee. This is Impact Talk Radio, a dose of reality, a dose of advice, a dose of impact solutions. Dave Anderson will be right back. Join the Executive Business Seminar with author and trainer, Dr. Risa Wolf, Ph.D. Are you looking for practical business tips and techniques for dealing with difficult situations or lowering speaking anxiety? Then this show is where you need to be if you are a business owner, corporate executive, or anyone ambitious about their career growth. Dr. Risa Wolf draws from her extensive mentoring background for business leaders and executives and interviews leaders who have practical solutions. Join Dr. Risa Wolf every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your edition of the Executive Business Seminar right here on ABRN, the All Business Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. 
It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson. Hey, in case you were wondering why this show is called Impact Talk Radio, because I figured out a while ago that if I'm not having impact while I'm here on this earth, I don't know why I'm here. I know I'm not fulfilling God's purpose for me, so that's what I'm here to do is have impact on you, have impact on leaders so you can have impact on your organizations. And today we have Gordy Curfee coming back for an encore performance with us. He's here, and he's a leading authority on leadership and teams, and he spent most of his time helping C-suite and business unit leaders solve complex leadership issues. He spent 30 years researching and teaching and practicing and providing consulting advice to these organizations. You know, he's written 19 books, 19. And, and you know, the, he also is part of a team that co-authored a book called Leadership, Enhancing the Lessons of Experience. And that's the eighth edition that's being used in over 450 colleges and universities across the world. I'm talking about Canada, Europe, India, China, and of course the U.S. He also wrote a book called The Rocket Model, and that's practical advice for building high-performing teams. He went to the Air Force Academy, which I'm not going to hold against him, even though I went to West Point. He also served at the West Point at, at the Air Force Academy and at the Center of Creative Leadership, just to name a few places where he, he served. He got his BS in organizational behavior at the Air Force Academy and a master's and a PhD in industrial and organizational psychology. And he's worked with a lot of big companies you've heard of, like AT&T and Boeing and Johnson & Johnson. I tried to name them all last time, and I ran out of breath because this guy has a long and distinguished resume. Gordy, I appreciate you be here, being here. I'm glad you're here to follow up and continue our conversation, this time more about developing leaders. Thanks for being here again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. Well, I read I've read some of your stuff and I know you have you have this premise that uh that's not just a premise it is fact based but you say that the leadership development industry is failing why why do you say that Well first of all I want to make sure I set the record straight here uh even though I have done a lot of stuff in academia I am a recovering academic um, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I, I tend to uh, look hard at the research, but you know what I end up finding is that most of what gets published uh, is not particularly usable to practitioners. So, I, I really try to focus my energies and efforts, whether it is consulting with organizations or you know writing books or doing talks, around okay, given the state of research, what does that really mean for people in positions of authority? What, how do you really use this stuff? Yeah. Um, so th- that gets us to why the leadership development industry is failing. Well, I've been I've been doing leadership development for gosh thirty five years now, um, and and certainly all the sins I'm going to talk about are ones that I have committed. So I don't want to be seen as a hypocrite here in terms of, well, I've done this right forever, but nobody else can do it right. Uh, frankly, I've I've done it wrong for a long time. And, um, um, you know, parts of it I did better, did okay, and other parts, you know, really need to do differently. But if you look at, the, at some interesting research, the amount of money, and there's, the, the amount of money varies depending upon how you, how you look at it, but over the last 20 years, the amount of money spent on leadership development in the U.S. has moved from 7 to $14 billion. Hmm. So, you know, organizations clearly see leadership development as something that's real viable and, and something that's important to their overall success. Yet, over that same period, over the last 20 years, 
you've seen a 30% drop in, in, in confidence in terms of leadership. And, and where we are right now is, you know, if you look at the Gallup poll data, 70% of employees are either engaged or disengaged or actively disengaged. You know, the vast majority of organizational change initiatives fail. And there's a, a body of research which shows that about 60 to 70% of those people in positions of authority are seen as incompetent. So clearly, uh, organizations are willing to throw money at the problem, uh, yet it doesn't seem they're getting much return on that investment. Wow. That, that, that's daunting. I mean, but then again, for you and I who are trying to do it the right way and trying to figure out the right way to have impact, as I mentioned earlier, on these leaders and organizations, you know, what, what, what's the key then? Well, I what think can organizations when you look do? at leadership development and why the industry is failing and, and continues to fail, it, it, it breaks down into the six components, Dave. Uh, one is, and it's pretty simple, but it's actually quite profound, organizations oftentimes lack a common definition of what leadership is. Yeah. I just got done working with uh, an EL, uh, an executive leadership team for a, a $2 billion company that plans to get to $4 billion in the next five years. All right? And um, interestingly enough, the, 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 the 12 members on the ELT all had very different definitions of what leadership is. Some thought it was all about pricing excellence. Others thought it was about consulting skills. Others thought it was getting work done through others. Well, guess what? If the team at the top doesn't agree what leadership is, that means the leadership development programs and what's going to be taught in order to be an effective leader is going to vary dramatically, and it's going to be watered down and not have much impact. Yeah. So one is just a simple, what is your, what is your organization's simple definition of what leadership is? Uh, um, it, and again, it sounds, it sounds trite, but 99% of the cons leadership and management consulting firms out there do never define what leadership is. Hmm. <laughs> they just don't. And, you know, there's, there's, there's four or five other reasons why, organ why, 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 why the leadership development industry is failing. That is just one of them. That's just foundational, though, isn't it? I mean, if you're going to be, if you're going to try to fix something, you have to define what you're trying to fix, right? Yeah, yeah. And in the, in the key here, Dave, you're exactly right. The key here is making the implicit explicit. You know, everybody in a room will be talking about we need better leadership. We need, uh, you know, we need to develop our leaders. Yet they never sit down and define. Well, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was going to say, it's interesting when I had those meetings with my clients and I asked, asked the, they talk about ne they needing better leadership. I asked them what that means. And they start talking about, oh, uh, time management, project management. They, they start mm -hmm. talking about the tools and the tactics. They don't really, they don't know how they're not defining it though. Yeah. 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 Here's the things you can use to be a more effective leader, but what, what does it really mean? So, uh, you know, it goes all the way back to there. And, 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 and um, you know, I can understand why, why consulting firms don't want to define what leadership is because, frankly, by not having a definition, you can serve a lot more clients. <laughs> if you come down and say, okay, here's what leadership is to us, there may be a number of organizations that no longer want to be your client. Right. 
Yeah, I, I found that. I, I found that in my own experience because, as you know, and you and I have uh, known each other and been in contact with each other for over a year now, we, you know, I, I really focus on the character aspect of uh, leadership a lot. And a lot of, some companies, they don't want to spend time on that. They don't, that's not what they, they just want the nuts and bolts, the, the competency skill issue. They don't want to dig into somebody's character. Yeah, and I think character is important. And, and the thing is, is, you know, what you end up finding is if organizations do define leadership, it's often in the form of a competency model. You know, there'll yeah. be some sort of leadership competency model. Here's how, you know, here's our stake in the ground about what leadership is. But many times that competency model is more focused on the things a person needs to do to get promoted than it is around building teams or getting results. Most leadership competency models, if you look at them hard, you'll see nothing there about building cohesive teams. You'll see nothing there about achieving results. It'll all be about getting along with other people, communicating effectively, um, you know, organizing and planning. But yeah. it, it, w- it will have very little to do with actually being an effective leader. Yeah, I found I found that interesting in your research. I was reading some of the, some of your research, and you showed uh, a lot of different organizations that had all these different courses that they called their leadership development, and they'd have twenty four core twenty four different uh, courses, and one of those twenty four would be on being a team uh, uh, leading teams, and the rest were yeah, all this know, other the stuff. Fundamental, fundamental uh, the thing about leadership is it is a team sport. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to get a group of people working effectively together to achieve results to be to be seen as a leader yet yeah. most of the things that are taught in our leadership development programs are what i would call one-on-one skills mm-hmm. how do i either communicate effectively with a single individual how do i delegate effectively to an individual how do i set goals for an individual and we somehow assume well it's kind of the same process when you get 12 people together working for you well it's not um we we, we grow up in groups and teams because people are social animals and we assume people know what what skills are needed to build a team. I tell you what, when you ask people one-on-one or in a large group setting what you need to do to build a high-performing team, you will get a deer-in-the-headlights look. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's an interesting topic because, I mean, obviously you can use something like the NBA and you can see teams full of talent that can't, that don't win, and then you see teams that have equal talent who dominate every night. Why is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a great example if you just look at the NBA playoffs, you know, the the Golden State Warriors versus um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers clearly had the best player in basketball, maybe the best one of the best players of all time with LeBron James, but they couldn't match the team performance of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. So what can an organization do to improve the leadership development offerings that they do have? Well, the, the thing is, is um, I have a number of recommendations here. Interestingly enough, it doesn't necessarily cost more money. So one of the things many times when people come up with recommendations, oh, you just need to spend a lot more money on X, Y, and Z, and that will solve the problem. We've been, you know, we've spent, we're spending twice as much money as we were uh, uh, 20 years ago, and we're not getting any better results. So, so throwing more money at the problem is not the solution. Um, I, earlier I mentioned the notion about coming up with a common definition of leadership. A couple of other things I would look real hard at is, is in terms of getting more uh, bang for your developmental dollar is 
look at who, who goes through leadership development programs. It, you know, we, we have this, you know, we suffer from the sin of inclusivity. You know, everybody who's in a leadership development, you know, everybody who's in a, a particular role needs to go through a leadership development program. I don't right. think that's a good use of resources. I actually think that those leaders who are in what I call pivotal leadership positions or critical leadership positions, those that really make the difference in terms of the organization's um, strategy, in terms of the organization's financial results, there should be a lot more money spent on those people. You've got to make sure you've got the right people in those seats, but every organization has what I call pivotal leadership positions. That's where you need to focus your leadership development efforts. Uh, yes, it's nice if everybody, you know, it would be nice if everybody gets to go to the same program, but I, I am actually <laughs> pretty relentless in terms of here's where you focus your developmental dollars. As a matter of fact, when I work with clients, that's exactly what we do. Yes, it's not going to be a program for everybody. It will be exclusive. And let's make sure we have the right people in the program. Well, wait a second, though, Cordy. I want to clarify something here because, like I said, I was reading your stuff. You also talk about the time to start leadership development is not when somebody's in their 40s and their uh, their ways are kind of set. Their habits are even more ingrained that you want to start them early. So how do you you balance that out? You send them to the military academy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, luckily, luckily, Dave, you and I have a background where, where a lot of the yeah. leadership training, uh, you know, we got early on, you know, as undergrads, yeah. at least got some of that foundational knowledge and some of that critical uh, early experience. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. many people move into leadership roles in their mid-20s. Right. So, you know, how do we at least give them some um, good blocking and tackling skills needed to, you know, build teams and get work done through others? Yeah. Um, so we have to start people early so, so they don't acquire those bad habits. Um, but I do think, you know, again, waiting till, till later is, 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 well, waiting till one's in their 40s and 50s, it's too late. I mean, you can, you can do some nudging around the edges with executive coaching to help people uh, change or perhaps transition to a new role. But to a large extent, the die has been cast by that point. Yeah, and I agree with you too. And I, I I threw that out at you because I want to make sure that because we have leaders at all different stages in their career who are listening to this. So I want to make sure that the young leaders aren't sitting there going, "Well, I guess I'm out." But uh, but at the same time, I do agree with you because I've told organizations, "Well, we want to send this guy to you." And my comment, my question to them is often, "Well, uh, well, wait a second. Does he want to learn? Does he want to grow? And if he doesn't want to grow, I tell him, don't send him." Uh, you're throwing uh, good money after bad here. You know that don't. That's not the person you don't want to, to make a last ditch effort to save this person's leadership career. It's the people who want to grow who are going to get the most benefit out, and that's the wise spend expenditures for organizations as well. Yeah, Dave. My point is, you know, and I don't know know if I have the numbers quite right here, but only about twenty five percent of the people in current leadership development programs are either the right people or, or will benefit from it. You know, because you, you're going to have a percentage of people who um, don't want to be there, who are yeah. unmotivated to be there, uh, the folks you just talked about. You also have a percentage of people who maybe not in, in a critical role or, um, you know, have some um, um, issues going on where they can't learn. They're just not curious or um, they have some real dark side tendencies where, you know what, we really don't want to get this person promoted. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you, we got about – 
little over a minute left here, Gordy. One last quick thing. If people listening here, if they're an individual team leader, and they, but they, are, they know that they want to do some things to help develop the individuals on their teams, what can they do at the, at, at the lower levels, at the, at the local level, to help develop people without getting involved in a big HR-driven or, or consultant-driven program? You know, all, all direct reports should have a development plan. You know, what, what the research shows pretty clearly is that people with written development plans, whether it's electronic or hard copy, um, uh, about 75% of those folks will actually change their behavior in a noticeable way. Mm-hmm. Um, 25% of folks that we know won't change no matter what you do. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you're an individual team leader, you certainly can have everybody underneath you uh, build a development plan. You can review their development plan. And you can systematically meet with them on a quarterly basis to find out what they've learned. Yeah. One of the most powerful questions that, that a leader can ask in terms of helping people develop is, what did you learn? Yeah. You know, how many times do, do organizations send people to training programs, to conferences, and never ask the question about, okay, so what did you learn from that? What are you going to do differently as a result of going to that, that conference? Yeah. I think that's key, and I and I go back to, uh, and we're going to wrap up here, uh, Gordy. But I want to make one key point: don't kill your people with ten things to work on. Focus on one big thing and move on after they've worked on that. Gordy, I want to thank you for being here. When we come back from a break, I'm going to make sure everybody hears how to get in contact with you, so they know how to find Curfee Consulting online. And uh, but thank you again for both you visiting us both times and talking about developing leaders. No, I appreciate the opportunity, Dave. Impact Talk Radio. Learn more on Dave Anderson's book at AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. Stay with us. Back after these. In today's business world, you have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Carol is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. In each show, the LinkedIn lady will have a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show with your host, Carol McManus, every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturesspiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak? 
Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. No fluff, just straight talk with impact solutions for high-impact leaders. Here's Dave Anderson. That's Steven Tyler singing about the same old song and dance, and what Gordy, uh, Gordy Curfee was talking about was not doing the same old song and dance as far as uh, your leadership development in your organization. And look, if you want to talk to Gordy and you want to find more information, you can find him on LinkedIn at Gordon Curfee, that's C-U-R-P-H-Y. Lots of information there. Secondly, you can find him on email. You can email Gordy at Curphy, C-U-R-P-H-Y, consulting at msn.com, or you can find his website, curphyconsulting.com, online as well. I want to thank him again for being here. And look, you know, a man came to my house the other day uh, asking for work, and I handed in a hammer and some nails and told him to build build a treehouse for my kids. Now, in fact, I gave him every tool he needed to complete the job. He should be able to build the treehouse if I give him the right tools, shouldn't he? (laughs) Well, not necessarily. We were talking about that with Gordy, weren't we? See, many leadership training events do the exact same thing. They enroll people, give them quality tools, and they claim to be building leaders. But as Gordy pointed out, leadership development should not just focus on the tools. Leadership development should focus on the person as well. Do we have the right person with the right tools? Let's go back to that treehouse analogy I had. If I went to Home Depot and I bought the most expensive tools in the store and handed them to the, uh, to the man that was standing at my door, does, is that going to make him a carpenter? Would I want my kids climbing around in a tree 20 feet up in the air when something that he built? I mean, is this person trained in carpentry? Has he built anything with his hands before? Uh, are those things still standing? What are the results? If the answer to these three questions is no, the best tools in the world is not going to make this guy a carpenter. Now, leaders, leadership is about growth. Who are you? See, the quickest way to change the direction of the team is to change the leader. Who a leader is at his core is going to impact his team more than any new leadership tool that I can hand him. Too many leadership training seminars focus on the tools first and the tactics of leadership instead of focusing on the character of who the leader is. See, without understanding and being trained in these key areas, like who you are makes you the leader, what your character traits do good leaders have in common, the right leadership tools aren't going to be, aren't going to help. See, the right leadership tools used by the wrong person is manipulation, not leadership. See, a non-carpenter, that can, a non-carpenter can swing a hammer. A non-carpenter can operate a circular saw. A non-carpenter can use an expensive drill. But what does the results look like? If I want to become a better leader, I need to focus less on the tools in my hands and more on who I am as a person. I need to be the right person with the right tools. See, leadership development should start with who the leader is at its core. Developing the character of the leader is a foundation of leadership growth. When I talk about character, I define it, as you might have heard me in previous shows talk about, my character is my habitual way of operating. How I am is who I am. And developing character starts with my thoughts. What do I think about? What do I fill my head with? And then my thoughts become my words. The more I think about something, the more likely I am to speak about it. My words become my actions. The more I speak about something, the more likely I am to act in that way. And my actions repeated over time form my habits. 
And my habits, my good ones and my bad ones, determine my character. See, my character is the sum total of my habits. If I tell the truth once in a while, I'm not a man of integrity. But if I'm in the habit of consistently acting with integrity and telling the truth, then over time, I will become a man of integrity. Developing and reinforcing strong character traits is a vital part of growing as a leader. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what I do at Anderson Leadership Solution. I focus on the character of the individual. Yes, I hand individual in, uh, leaders tools, but I, this all starts with the foundation of character. Traits like integrity, courage, humility, trust. A qualified carpenter can build a solid treehouse if the tools I provide him with are inac- adequate for the job. But the same man given the best tools He's likely to build the best treehouse on the block. So just like a qualified carpenter who's given the best tools, a leader of character who's given quality leadership tools uh, to lead with is going to build better teams and achieve better results. That's what it's all about. That's where Gordy was going with his conversation with us. That's where I want you to be. I want you to be a leader of character, a leader of character who leads quality teams, low-maintenance teams, We've all had high-maintenance people who work for us or that we know, and we've all had low-maintenance people. I want you to lead a low-maintenance team. Be a leader of character who leads a low-maintenance team that gets impeccable results. The team that everybody wants to work for and every every, uh, client wants to work with. I'm Dave Anderson. This is Impact Talk Radio. We want you to stop reacting and start leading. Contact me at dave at alslead.com. Until our next show, stop reacting and start leading. 